Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Having a resurrection story that's personal to me, and I know it's personal to you, he brought me out. I said he brought me out. He set me free. Hallelujah. There was a man one time who was an atheist that said God is not real. And he was speaking at a some kind of school event. And a boy walked up eating an orange. And as he walked up, he ate that orange all the way up and stood by the platform. Because the man had said, anybody can prove to me that there's a God. Anybody Prove to me there's a God. That boy got up and ate that orange, standing there eating that orange, juice dripping off his chin, down his hands. And When he got finished, the atheist was frustrated because what in the world is this guy doing eating an orange? And the young man said, Sir, can you tell me whether that orange was sweet or sour? He said, Well, I don't know, boy. You ate it. He said, Neither can you tell me there's a God until you taste of him turned around walked off when you have a resurrection story you can say he brought me out he's brought me through he saved my life he's filled me with his spirit I know what it is to be redeemed I know what it is to experience the Lord amen let's get our Bibles tonight I want to take us to John chapter 21 Don John chapter 21. And verse number 1. John 21 and verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. On this wise showed he himself. For this is what happened. Verse 2. There were together Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus. Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I go a fishing. I go fishing. They said to him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately and that night they caught nothing. I said this morning they must have been crazy to get out. Night fishing must have been a thing. Maybe night fishing was good. I don't know. I'm not a fisherman. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. 
But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. No. So tonight on this Sunday night, celebrating Resurrection Day, I just simply want to talk to you about, I go fishing. I go fishing. I go fishing. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your love today. I thank you, God, for your word. I pray, God, that you would move, Lord, in this place today. I'm asking, God, that you help us tonight, Lord, as we study your word, as we get closer to your word, let it get into our hearts, and may something be said that pricks hearts with conviction, with desire to know you more. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I go fishing. I go fishing. I go fishing. Praise the Lord. Today we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. We celebrate how that the, our Lord rose again. I want to tell you that in itself is a declaration of his authenticity and his divinity. The apostle, or Luke rather, Dr. Luke wrote both St. Luke and he wrote the book of Acts. And, and he says this in Acts chapter 1 when he's talking to a friend by the name of Theophilus. And he says to him in Acts 1 and 1, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day he was taken up. After that, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining unto the kingdom of God. Not only did Jesus rise and there was an empty tomb, but he showed himself after the resurrection. Give me a minute just to talk historically and lay out a timeline of these appearances. Mary Magdalene was the first to see him, for she had gone to the tomb with the other women that was going to anoint Jesus for his burial, and they wondered how they were going to get past the stone, and when they get there, the stone is rolled away, and, and evidently the other women go on their way, and Mary Magdalene, who who was a, 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 a prostitute that the Lord saved and delivered. And, and so she is there, and she is, she's crying. And Jesus reveals himself to her and appears to her and says to her, Mary, and she knows who it is. The second appearance is that after that, he goes and finds the other women that had left, and they are on their way back to tell the disciples that the tomb is empty and Jesus appears to them in the second appearance in Matthew 28 and verse 8 through 10. And then the third appearance happens to the, the two men on the road to Emmaus. 
And this is all Sunday morning of the resurrection. And then Sunday afternoon, he walks with the men, those two men on the road to Emmaus. And there he begins to open up himself from Moses, amen, and shows who he was and reveals himself in the breaking of bread. Number four, evidently, he appeared to Peter in Jerusalem uh, on that Sunday evening because it is given a report uh, uh, by the two men that come back. These two men that were on the road to Emmaus returned to Jerusalem to give the report that they had seen Jesus. And in Luke 24 and 33 it says, And they rose up the same hour, returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen. And they just throw this part in and has appeared to Simon. So evidently, we find that the fourth appearance was to Simon Peter by himself in Jerusalem. The fifth time that Jesus shows up, he just simply appears in the room with the disciples. In Luke chapter 24 and 36 through 49, he just simply shows up in the middle of the door. The doors are locked and he shows up. How many know that no door can stop him? No, no place can stop him. No situation can stop him. He can show up as the resurrected Lord wherever the need may be. So he appears to them on the fifth occasion by simply showing up in the room. The sixth time he shows up to the ten disciples and Thomas is absent. You know, we call him Doubting Thomas. Thomas is absent and this is happening on Sunday evening after the resurrection. He's, he's rapid fire revealing himself to people and he shows up to the ten disciples and Thomas was absent. The next week, he shows up again, and Thomas is present. And this is where he says, Thomas, feel the nail prints in my hand, because Thomas said, I don't believe it if I, unless I see it. And the Lord said, feel the nail prints in my hand. Put your hand in my side. I'm Jesus. And he says, Thomas says, my Lord and my God. So he appears this time, number seven, to, to Thomas. He's present and then we find that he appears to seven disciples at the Sea of Galilee some weeks later. This is a story that we have read in the beginning. We find that in, 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 in John 21 it says, and a lot of people kind of just throws people for a curve and it sidetracks them because John 21 and 14 says that this was the third time that Jesus revealed himself. But it was the third time he revealed himself to the inner disciples. He chose to reveal himself to women first. He chose himself to reveal himself to the road of Emmaus disciples first. I want to tell you, Jesus doesn't care what your clout is. He doesn't care what your pedigree is. He wants to show himself to you. So he appears at the seven at the Sea of Galilee, not at Jerusalem, but at the Sea of Galilee some weeks later after the resurrection. And, and the ninth time he appears to the eleven disciples on a mount near Galilee and gives them the great commission. And this is near the end of the 40 days before his ascension. Now Paul writes and tells us there are other times he revealed himself to other people. Paul writes in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 3, Paul said, I delivered unto you first of all, which I also received, how Christ died for our sins 
according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Then he says, he was seen of Cephas, or Peter, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen above five hundred brethren at once, whom the greater part remain until this present. They're alive, but some are fallen asleep. That means they've passed away. After that, he was seen of James, who was Jesus' brother. Then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. So the last time that Jesus appears is to Paul on the road to Damascus. In the, in the series though of the days of 40 days, the last appearance... It's to the 11 disciples at the ascension. As Jesus is ascending into heaven and two angels from glory stand there like the two angels in the tomb stand there and say, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? This same Jesus which is taken up from you will come again in like manner as you've seen him go. So I want to tell you, one of these days, there's going to be somebody from Medora. There's going to be several somebodies from Medora that's going to see him as he is. Can you praise him for that? Oh, praise be to God. But something interesting transpires when Jesus shows up to the women, the second appearance to the women, he gives them some instructions. The men in, in the resurrected tomb, the angel said, go back and tell the disciples. But Jesus adds something to that directive in Matthew 28 and verse 9. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. These are the women that are leaving, saying, All hail! And they came and beheld him and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell thy brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. And there shall they see me. Go tell my disciples I'm alive, but I want to add something to that. I'm headed to Galilee, and I want them to meet me there. Can I tell you, it is a passion of the Lord. It is a passion of God to reveal himself to people, to meet with people, to show up in their hour of need. He walked with Adam in the cool of the day in his time of need. Enoch walked with God and the Lord took him. Amen. Noah received the revelation of a delivering God in the form of an ark or a boat. God called to Abram. Amen. And he came to his house and had dinner with Abraham and told him his plans. Moses was privileged to see the very back part of God. Isaiah said he saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple as he sat upon his throne. Jacob understood that he is the never changing God. He is the character altering God. He is the God that stands at the top of the stairs as the angels are ascending and descending. To Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he was the man walking with them in the fire, not 
merely just to deliver them, but he said, I'll walk with you in the fire. To Ezekiel, he was the one that is the wheel in the middle of the wheel, which means everywhere you go, every which way you go, God said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. He declares in his word, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I want you to know tonight that God wants to meet with his people. God wants to meet. That's why we come together on Sunday. To celebrate the Lord. And to worship the Lord. God wants to meet with his people. It is a consistent thread. Woven through the fabric of the word of God. Is that God shows up. To meet with his people. And so here we find. That Jesus had told these women. Go tell the disciples. Go to Galilee. They were skeptical. First of all, they were skeptical that he was alive until they saw him for themselves. They were skeptical of the information, but ultimately they decided to go to Galilee. If he's alive, Peter sees him, the disciples see him, Dalton Thomas finally sees him, I guess we ought to go to Galilee. He said he's going to Galilee, he's going to meet us there, we better go to Galilee. So they pack up their duds during this 40-day period and they make their way back to Galilee. And so when they get to Galilee, they're waiting. He didn't tell them when, but they're just waiting. I see them as they're all talking to each other and telling stories and excited about what's going on. Well, maybe Jesus will be here today, kind of like a, 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 a grandchild waiting for the grandparents to show up on Christmas Day, looking for the gifts and saying, well, are they here yet? I don't know. Have they showed up yet? I, don't, I haven't seen them. When, when's grandma and grandpa going to be here? Because they got the big gifts, you know. They got all the, all the wonderful treats and the toys and the, and the goodies. And, and I'm waiting for them to show up. And, well, I, I just don't think they're going to show up. I don't think they're going to come up. When will they come? Amen. I, I see Peter and the rest of the disciples as they're waiting. Waiting on Jesus. Waiting for him to show up. He didn't say when he was coming. He just simply said go. Amen. I'm headed there and I'm going to meet you. Oh, we find that, that, that there was together in, in John 21 and verse 2. It says uh, there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. And Simon sit there. His, you know, remember I told you he was, a, he was a different kind of character. We learned about him today. And he's, he's impulsive. He, he, he's he's, he's got to have motion. He's, he's invigorated about what his life is. And he can't sit still. And finally he looks at him and says, I'm going fishing. I've waited all I can wait. I can't sit here. Amen. Have you ever been around those people that when they're sitting, their knees are going up and down? Patting on the floor. Anybody know about anybody like that? Uh, hallelujah. Uh, we got some in our family, and you can feel the table begin to shake when they're visiting because their knees just going on like that. And, and you got some people that, that do this, you know, hit, the, hit their fingers on the, on the table and pat, and, you know, that's me. I'm always patting and always, you know, I got to be going. I need to be moving. And Simon's sitting there, I've waited and now I'm going fishing. I can't just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. I'm going fishing. Why are you going fishing, Peter? 
Because that's what fishermen do. Somebody say that's what fishermen do. He's going to do what's come natural to him. Amen. He's going to do what, what, you know, he didn't say I'm going golfing, I'm going hunting. He said I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing. I'm going to do something with my time. I believe that they were so stressed out that the disciples were so stressed out after going through all of the ordeal of Calvary and the, and the, and the tomb and the, now the resurrection. Their, their stress level is high and they don't know what to do with themselves. I am going to go, Peter says, to do what is familiar to me. I'm going back to my familiar boat that I gave up to follow the Lord. I'm going back to a familiar lake. I'm going back to a familiar net and I'm I'm going to catch some familiar fish. Note who's in the boat with with him. The crew is Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and two unnamed disciples. And all these get together, these seven get together, and they're going to go fishing. He said, I am going fishing. Fishing. When you begin to look at this word here in the Greek, it means literally, I retire, I sink out of sight, I quit. I quit. You've just seen the resurrected Lord. You've just seen him alive more than once. And now what you're saying is, I retire. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to what I know what to do. I'm going to get out of here. Amen. I'm going to go find a place to hide. I'm going to go find a place of waiting and solitude. I'm going to run. Amen. And do what only I know to do. So they jump into the boat. They begin to go out into the water. And they fish all night long. It's not like this. It's like this. Throwing the nets out. Dragging them back in. Throwing the nets out. Dragging it back in. I want to tell you, if you weren't frustrated before, Peter, you were certainly frustrated by by fishing all night long and catching nothing. How many of you felt like you've tried and you've tried life and you've tried this and every time you've tried, you pull back and nothing. You've tried being this person and you've tried being that person and you've tried doing this and, and you've tried that kind kind of activity. You've done everything you know to do and nothing. Nothing. That night it was an exercise in futility. Nothing is more frustrating than failure after failure. And poor old Peter, as we learned this morning, knew about failure. I can guarantee you that this was no pleasure ride this was work. This was work. Amen. I wonder what the atmosphere was like among the seven on the boat. I wonder because John and James, two brothers called the sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee, were fishermen themselves. But remember what we talked about? The fishermen and that day were so gruff and, and kind of tough and, and, and a little bit on the, on the nasty side and, and didn't smell real good. And so you're in a boat with a bunch of other smelly fishermen. You're in a boat with a bunch of other disciples that's been in the same situation as you are. And now you're just broke together. You're frustrated together. What in the world are you going to do? 
we're in this together, but I'd like to be separate. Why don't you just jump overboard and you jump overboard and, 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 and I'll be very happy. I can see Simon Peter thinking, if I just push them over, how happy I'd be. Nothing is frustrating, though, when you're trying to do things over and over again. And he's trying to get away. He's trying to find solitude. He's frustrated. He's worried. He's concerned about his future. He doesn't know what Jesus is going to do. He knows that he's alive. He believes He believes in him, but he knows that he denied him. He knows that he's messed up. And now what is he going to do? Because there's nothing for his work. There's nothing that he can say is a success. I've tried this. Failure. Failure. To make matters worse, they're close enough to the seashore that they can see people, but they can't figure out who they are. And they hear this guy on the shore holler out, Children, have you any meat? I told you before, I'm not a fisherman. I'm a catcherman. Any catcher people in the place, you want to go fishing? I don't want to go fishing. I want to go catching. And, 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 and I'm reminded of the story my dad told about one of his, I believe it was one of his uncles that went out fishing in, in, in South Louisiana with a cane pole and a line. And, and, and he was trying his best. And, and there's a bullfrog over there that was going, jerk, jerk, jerk. Jerk. And my dad said to my uncle, his uncle took it and swatted at that bullfrog and said, you jerk, I've jerked all day and caught nothing. That's exactly what Simon Peter and the others have said. We've tried, we've tried, we've tried. And the Lord says, they didn't know it was Jesus, but he said, said, do you have any meat? Do you have any, do you have any success to show for your labor? Do you have any, hey, how's that working for you? How's it working for? I watch people who live their life in such a way they're disconnected from, from people. They're disconnected from Jesus. They're, they're, they're on a path that is a, a simply a, a, I kind of get away. I'm, I'm giving up or whatever the case may, may be. But I hear the Lord say to them, is it working for you? Are you being productive in this? Are you being fruitful in this? How's that working for you? How is that lifestyle working for you? Amen. How's that old experience working for you? How's that familiar boat working for you? I called you to be fisher of men. How is that familiar boat working for you? How's you getting along with the crew? How are you getting along with your friends there? What's the attitude in the boat? How's your confidence now? How's your faith now? Children, do you have any meat? Do you have anything to show for your fishing? Do you have any meat? Amen. What do you have? What do I have today to show for all of our efforts? To show for all of our ideas? To show for all our philosophy? To show for our way of stressful relief? To show for what is our meat? What is our meat? Amen. Nothing like hiding out fishing and then somebody on the shore making fun of you. Have you any meat? Have you any meat? They didn't know who he was, but we pick up the narrative in John 21 and 6. John 21 and 6, and he said unto them, 
Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw in the multitude of fishes. The fish were not as far as they thought they were. Their answer was not as far as they thought it was. Their success is not, I want to tell you, you are just one word from Jesus away of getting your answer. You are just one word away, amen, just one prayer away from hearing him say, cast your net on the other side. Why don't you try something new? Why don't you try something different? Why don't you try what I'm asking you to do? I want to tell you today, people try to live their life all by themselves, their way. It's their way. They're going to do it. Well, would you hear Jesus today ask you, did you have any meat? Is it working for you? Do you have any meat? Well, cast your net on the right side. And when they obeyed, he provided. When they obeyed, Something wonderful happened. I can see Jesus as he's trumping Aquaman. Because he tells the fish, I want you to go over here on the right side of that boat. Just stay there. They're going to fish over here on this side. Don't go over here. You stay over there because they got a lesson they need to learn. And he tells them right there, stay on that side of the ship. And, 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 And as they caught it, All of a sudden, something happened in the boat. Revelation happened. One of the sons of of Zebedee, John, look at how it reads. Because John's writing this, he's writing about himself. So he's very careful. Uh, John was a very mannered, well-mannered man. And he says, therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loveth. That's the way he's talking about himself. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. That disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it is the Lord. It is the Lord. John the worshiper recognized Jesus. This is the one that we've been waiting for. The one that told us the Galilee is here. He has showed up in an unconventional way. He didn't show up when we thought and how we thought, but he's coming. He is here. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher coat around him and he did what he's done before. He just jumped into the deep and he began to make his way to Jesus. I want to tell you, there comes a time when you say, this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work until Jesus spoke into my life. Look at verse 8. John 21 and 8. Peter left the boat. What is it with Peter jumping out of just good, perfectly good boats? I don't know, but he does it. Peter left the boat. He left his buddies. And he headed to Jesus whom he had denied. And look at this. Verse 8. And the other disciples came in a little ship. For they were not far from land. But it was 200 cubits. Dragging the net with fishes. And soon then, as they had come to land, they saw fire of coals and fish laid thereon. And bread, Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which you now have caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fish, a hundred and fifty-three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Hear these words, come and dine. 
come and dine. Hallelujah. None of the disciples didn't ask him who art thou because they knew it was the Lord. Come and dine. Can I ask you a question? Where'd Jesus get his fish? Where'd Jesus get his fish? Hallelujah. He had already told his disciples at the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, I have meat to eat that you know not of. I've got fish in my way of getting that you don't know anything about. My Lord that said I'll supply all your needs according to your riches and glory is going to have to come sometime to us and say, do you have any meat? Because I do, and it's on the grill. Do you have any meat? I do, and it's right here hot and ready. Are you going to quit trying to do everything your way and to do like you want? Are you going to find your way to me because I have something for you to eat? Children, do you have any meat? So you tried those drugs. Are they really helping you? You, 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 you really successful in that? Most everybody who gets into drugs either loses their life their marriage, their money, and their mind. Do you have any meat? Okay, well, I'm going to try promiscuity. I'm going to try relationships. That's my own free will. I'll do what I want to. How's that working for you? How's that working for you? Well, I think I'll get into alcohol. Alcohol is going to help me. Amen. Only when people get into alcohol, it becomes addictive for them and they ruin their life again. Oh, I, I think I'm going to go and do my own thing. I'm going to live my own way. I'm going to create my own God. How's that working? How's that working? Can, can somebody please tell me the, the, the secularists today that are crying out so much uh, about all this, this stuff in our world, how's it working for you? How is 47% suicide rate escalation working? It is not working. We try our own way while Jesus has meat cooking on the grill. He has our breakfast ready for us, but we're frustrated. Why don't you just listen to him and say, no, I can't work this out on my own. No, my ideas don't work. No, my solutions don't work. No, being what I am is not working. So I am going fishing. I'm going to go find the fish that's on the grill rather than the fish I'm hunting for on my own. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me, please? I go fishing. So today, do you have any meat? Do you have anything to show for your frustration in your life? Do you need deliverance? He's got fish on the fire. Hallelujah. Do you need a miracle? He's got fish on the fire. Come and dine. Come and dine. The prophet Isaiah prophesied and said in 55 and 1, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come you to the waters, he that hath no money, come buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? Let me just say, where do you spend money for that which is not fish? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. 
Lord, you have something to eat tonight for us. A spiritual meal. A satisfying meal. A meal that says, I'll give you peace in chaos. I'll give you peace in chaos. I'll answer your question in the storm. I'll help you through your process. Amen. People say, well, you're just simply being a, you know, you know those religious folk, those po- people that believe in Jesus are just weak. Amen. Amen. I'm weak. But I find his strength that makes perfect in my weakness. He comes along and he said, I got, I, got, I got something for you to eat today. I've got an answer for you. Why don't you jump out of the boat this evening? Why don't you jump out of the boat of your own ideas and just simply say, I'm going to Jesus because I smell the fish on the fire. Can you imagine what those tasted like? He, he not only created the fish, but he knows how to cook them. Hallelujah. He knows how to perfectly put things together. Oh, he shows up when I need him today. Do you need something in your life? Do you need a miracle in your life? I want to tell you, Jesus says, come and die. Come and die. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.